This is Alice in the Reverie. And this room sounds great. I've been tasked with uh, layering multiple guitar parts yes. by, by our the drummer. Work. He said, I, I need you to record as many guitar parts as you want. Just layer them on there. Well, Instead I of like more cowbell, it's more guitar. <laughs> <laughs> we never see Nate anymore. <laughs> no, I'm always practicing. I, like the, the I like the slow ballads. Yeah, I like the dark stuff. Do. But yeah, rocking out, is that's not a hard ask. <laughs> Usually, we get a call and she'll send out a text, we're taking band pictures tonight, so. <laughs> How do you do, everyone? Thank you for tuning into This Room Sounds Great. Today, we get to talk to Alice and the Reverie. We have Miriam and Nate. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I know you guys through our circle of friends. Yes. Right. <laughs> and... You, my dear, have one of the most ethereal voices I've ever heard. Oh, thank I, you. Everyone who knows your songwriting and hears you, they say they could honestly listen to you all day, oh, which I agree with, that. and that you know how to write a hook. So kudos. Thanks, kudos. <laughs> and Mr. Man, anything you pick up, you play, you play well. <laughs> and your producing capabilities are unbelievable. So thank you. Thank I am you. really excited to chat with you guys. Thank so you. you guys are considered indie rock. Is that what you, sure. your genre? Yeah. yeah. What you say? And what do you guys have working on? What are you working on right now? What are your projects? Uh, well, we just put out World on Fire. So that was kind of like our newest single that we put out with Reggie Pace. And uh, that was really fun for us. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got a couple ones that we are still working on. We record with Lance Kohler at Minimum Wage Studios. Um, so that was really fun. Um, the next tune we might be putting out would be Out for Blood. So that one's going to be a little bit more like rock and roll. I've been tasked with uh, layering multiple guitar parts yes, by, by our drummer. More. He said, I, I need you to record as many guitar parts as you want. Just layer them on there. So so is it going to sound like <laughs> Rammstein? I, I really don't know. I haven't, I haven't broken into it yet. I've just been thinking about it. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's supposed to be pretty wild. Oh, I can't wait. Well, <laughs> Instead I have, of like more cowbell, it's more guitar. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I really want to fill the room with right. more guitar. Well, your first album, uh, The Way We Go, I love the title track. Would you say that's your standout track? Is it your favorite? Do you guys all feel the same for that one? I think we all have different favorites. Um, that one was just the one that felt like it kind of encompassed the whole album. So I just went with that. <laughs> mm hmm I'm going to hear a little bit of that one. I love it's so catchy. I'm I'm telling you the hooks you write woman are amazing. We go down to the water to the edge to the flow we cup our hands drink it back invigorate our souls and It's beautiful and it's haunting. I mean, I know people use those words a lot. When I was researching you guys online, that word does come up a lot. And then the world uh, world on fire, it's still good. It's still haunting. It's still amazing, but it sounds so different to me. Mm -hmm. What what was the new influence? Was it just how you've changed and grown or how you guys collaborate? Part of it um, might be attributed to on World on Fire, we recorded some of the parts separately. Um, I would... 
record them in my home studio and Scott mm. recorded some of the drummer recorded some of his in his home studio. And then we sort of uh, took them to Lance and he, you know, he had put them he together. He was the glue? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, although that was sort of the same. Uh, some of those keyboard parts I did at home for this, the, the record right here, um, the majority of it was done you know, Lance really put it together. That might be part of it, although I don't know. Um, was that COVID-induced that you guys decided to be silos? Part of that was, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of how obviously Everything most people have been working. So it got canceled, so it's like, all right, well. Mm -hmm. But it worked for you guys. There are some who have to have the physical presence mm -hmm. for the cohesion, and then there are others who I think you guys are all professionals that you can move forward and hum along and do your own thing, and then right. once it comes together, it all sounds like it's been there. Mm -hmm. But that, I think, was only part of it. I mean, you wrote the song, so yeah. you might have more insight on, on that. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I just get different influences and uh, inspire different ways to whatever I'm going through. Honestly, when I wrote this, it wasn't even about like the pandemic or it was actually before <laughs> was all of that. Timed. Yeah, which was kind of crazy when it came out. Everyone just thought it was like pertaining to that. Um, but I don't know. I just was kind of going through some things personally and uh, just wrote about it. And then it kind of just timed with what's been going on for a lot of people in this year. So I just felt like this would be the perfect song to put out right now. And that it is. Are you a dedicated songwriter? Like you set time every day or just on the fly when you're inspired, it happens? When I'm inspired, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be different for people who have to write um, novels or essays. Like some people mm -hmm. just sit at the desk regardless mm -hmm. if something comes out. Um, but I feel like with musicians, they have napkins and receipts oh my gosh, and scribblings yeah. where mm -hmm. and voice memos of, right, of right. ideas. Voice memos <laughs> is great, yeah, for sure. I always said... Um, one of our biggest problems with the world is people thinking they're better than other people. But one way to level the playing field was would to be if we could share every everybody could share their voice memos. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be quite humbling. It would be really yeah. <laughs> I think everybody would just say like oh, delete, yeah. delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> Not all those song good ideas. Yeah, good song ideas. Please don't. Please yeah, don't. I send it to them. They're just like ah, <laughs> I don't know about this one. No, no. You you sent me a bunch of voice memos. They all have something inside yeah i can i can hear mm -hmm. like where it can mm -hmm. go you know, I, I would love to get into recording and nate and scott know all about that and evan's learning more about it um but it's funny when we're or if i'm sending them like a voice memo he's like make sure that the ac is off that there's no background noise like stand six feet away from this and this and this <laughs> and i'm mic, like <laughs> right, yeah. so even in a voice memo they're teaching me how to like mm -hmm. get better at recording <laughs> nice and clear yeah <laughs> now i've seen you guys perform at champion brewing when they were out uh brambley park what do you guys think of the RVA music scene? What has been your experience? Pre or post? Well, the after yeah. couple, couple four times. I've been saying BC before COVID. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about it was is um just the the amount of talent. Just sheer amount of talent. It's 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 really great. Um What are we, two hundred thousand people? And we're just packed crazy. with it. Yeah, something like that. Um yeah, that's one of my favorite things. And of course, all uh, there are plenty of great venues were plenty of great venues mm -hmm. many i you know mm -hmm. um you mentioned bramley park we had a great time playing out there mm -hmm. in the outdoors uh, i think that was the first gig we did um you know after the whole quarantine thing so it felt it felt like woodstock <gasps> somehow even though the, <laughs> i'm telling you, you when know. people play shako sessions live some of them has haven't sound checked in eight to mm -hmm. 11 months right. I and mean, they just yeah so they're so grateful to have to, to be in the same room together and plug yeah. things in <laughs> and just do it right i mean have, have you guys toured outside the states or just in 
just locally? That was kind of like the plan before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a few gigs lined up, um, I think March and April. And then we wanted to kind of just take it on the road and just do like a little mini East Coast tour and like hit up Philly and New York and all those spots up north. And then maybe even like Charlottesville and Nashville and like, you know, just just do it all as much as we could. Mm-hmm. But uh, then... Good old COVID <laughs> had to happen. <laughs> it's not to say that still won't happen in the right, future for sure. Right. But I mean, most yeah. people are using this time wisely. You guys cut a single using the time wisely. So mm-hmm. that's what most people have been telling us is that they've gotten down to either the music management part or the songwriting or just tightening some things up. Practicing every day. You had mentioned writers write every day. Um, for me, it's sort of every single day is several hours of practice, which you know, is might be one of the few uh, silver linings in this, in this whole thing. <laughs> we um, never see Nate anymore. <laughs> no, I'm always practicing. But, uh, I'll be nice and rehearsed when everything gets back to normal. So Muscle memory will be really right there. Really ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you guys want? What do you, what's your goal as a band? Like, what do you guys define success as for you? Hmm, that's a good question. To make money. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, do you want to pack no. stadiums or do you just want to be able to play locally? I mean, I've I've always wanted to play in stadiums. Like I always like dream big and I'm like stadiums and tour and that European tour. Like I've gotten a chance to do it with some other, you know, some friends of mine. Um, and that was really fun. And I never got sick of it. It was just like, I loved being in the bus. I loved being in the van. I loved going from city to city. And I just, I love traveling. So it's just naturally something that I like to do and see new places. So I'd love to get my music out there as much as possible. Um, our music, you know, and uh, just get it heard in as many places as possible. I'd love to be able to do it for a living. I'd love to see like my bandmates be able to do music, whether it's with Alice in the Reverie or just their own independent thing, you know, because that's the dream really. It doesn't really matter how much money you can make. It's just being able to do your passion and uh, make a a living out of it. Yeah, And it's great to hear you say that because I think too often, especially younger musicians, chase, you know, the ego is big and they're chasing the notoriety and everything else, but they're not working on their craft and right. they don't savor the moment of collaborating with people on stage and having the the audience response and, and making connections like you would with managers and studio people. I mean, that the thing I love most about the Richmond scene is there just isn't a whole lot of ego. Everybody's very supportive. Um, and there's the camaraderie is what I like the most about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned goals. Uh, my goal really it's it's not money, so I've picked the right <laughs> profession if money is not not my goal. No, but it's more more the process to see these things through. You know, the voice memo I get uh, on day one, um, I like to see it grow and change. And then by day, whatever, when it's finished, to know that like, wow, that's cool. We can yeah. see the That's amazing the not process. to take that for granted, that it can go from a little do-do-do-do-do that right. you're singing to yourself. And I generally don't have to do anything um, to the music. You know, she'll send me the song. I don't really change anything. I just sort of like adapt and figure yeah. out what, what specifically will happen and stuff like that. It's really. been like the most fun part for me as a songwriter because growing up, I just, you know, I play acoustic and I would sing in my bedroom, but hearing like these songs and just the vision that I always had for it. And then finding like a group of of people that were friends now <laughs> um, that wanted to rally behind and believed in the same thing and just put their, you know, influences and their, you know, skills and talents to it and to see it come from like where it was in the beginning to just something a little bit more epic. It was just a little exciting. bit more epic. I like that. <laughs> I mean, you're never really sure epic. where it's going to go. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the fun of it. 
discovering yeah. what it ends up being. So yeah. anything leaping out of your head into the real world is exactly. amazing. Right. I'm going to queue up uh, World on Fire. I, like I said, it's just so different for me. I mean, it still has your sound, but mm -hmm. I don't know if they're just so many new layers. I think the arrangement is so unusual on this one that uh, this one just grabs me. Yeah, I think we wanted this one to be a little a little different. And, you know, um, most of the tunes don't have intros yeah. to speak of. This know, one, like I lengthy have intros. absolutely yeah. caught myself humming around the house a lot. Da, 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 right, da, right. Da, it's kind of got that high and lonesome Western yes. sort of sound to it. Yes. Well, for me, the video is 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 a desolate desert, right. you know, lots of rock texture. The, and the bird calling. Yes. Up the, oh, I forgot to <laughs> mention skull. Nate Brown did keys on this too. Okay. So, okay. Oh, that's um, right. We had a friend, Nate, yeah. Nate Brown came in and played organ. Um, mm -hmm. I've known Nate for, what, 20 years now. So it's really nice to have him in. Yeah, this one's well. great. This is World on Fire. stinking cool. I love in the beginning, it's sort of like I visualize it just being sort of warped and askew. The angles are askew and it's mm -hmm. just things are flittering about. Um, there's my synesthesia like coming in. <laughs> Music is literally 4D all around me. Mm -hmm. um, and you have horn on this one as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So Reggie pasted trombone on this one. And I wanted to take this song and just get some different friends to collaborate. And I will I really want to do that with more tunes that we start doing. It's just been really fun. I don't think we really got a chance to do that um, in the previous tracks that we've done with um, The Way We Go and our debut album. So this time around, I was just like, it'd be really fun just to collaborate with artists that we've played with or open up shows with. So um, Reggie Pace was just kind of like a natural fit. And um, the guys immediately were like, this would be perfect for World on Fire. So I think 
that's probably what, you know, can um, give credit to just maybe a little bit more of a different sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nate Brown added some organ too. So definitely. And isn't it so flattering and heartwarming when you reach out and people go, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you like to think you know your connection and that it's probably cool, but when they're enthusiastic about it and they, they're accommodating, it's such a great feeling for to sure. know that they want to to help you see your vision as well. So what's what's the outline for Out for Blood? You, new rock, lots of guitar, yeah, and then so it's gonna, Yeah, it's going to be um, kind of like Midnight Hour. That was just kind of like straightforward rock and roll and just a fun one. And this one will be fun, just a little bit more like moody, um, just because I like those songs too. As much as I love just, you know, I write a lot of love songs and I write a lot of ambient, slow ballads, but um, it's definitely fun when the guys can just like really... You know, <laughs> I, like the, sl- I like the slow ballads. Yeah, I like the dark stuff, but yeah, rocking out is that's not a hard ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sure, we'll turn up. <laughs> and then, what do you guys think about promo photos and videos and things like that? Is everybody on board, or is there somebody who's shy? I know some some people are like, "I'm a musician. I'm not a marketing person." You know, right. <laughs> or does everybody just kind of jump on board and do what they need to do? Um, usually we get a call and she'll send out a text. We're taking band pictures tonight. So (laughs) bring a shirt or, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll do it myself. I've got uh, stuff at home, lights and Mm -hmm. a little studio. Uh, we'll do our own videos, um, except for the video for the way we go. Yeah. So Richard, my friend, Richard Bailey, he does a lot of um, music videos and he's got a book trailer that he put out. Um, but yeah, he's just super talented with video and, um, I've worked on him or worked with him on a music video with an old friend of mine. And, uh, that was like my first, um, chance at like getting to meet him and working with him and some friends. And I was just like a backup actor. I don't know why. <laughs> like I can't act at all. But um <laughs> were you an extra? I, I was an extra, but then I turned into like the lead character somehow. Oh, right I was on. like, guys, I can't act. This is not a good right idea. On. But luckily I didn't have to say anything. So I just I don't know. But um anyway, so I, I met him and then I've I've always wanted to work with him and just saw some of the stuff that he was creating and I was like, oh this would be really fun just to like have you part of this project. And he was down and we shot it at his parents' house and they fed us and we just chilled oh. and they were so sweet. Yeah. And um, and the video came out great. I mean, I couldn't be more happier with it. The original idea that we had was just to shoot like by, you know, uh, the river. And one of the uh, sessions was, yeah, down by the river at a, a nice sunset. Uh, I was loving it, but that didn't make the video for, for whatever <laughs> I mean, reason. It uh, great. Yeah. I, I, you know. But I just felt like for this tune, I wanted to do something different. I felt like I wanted to push ourselves as creative as possible and just do something that we normally wouldn't do and we take a lot of pictures outside and I just feel like that's kind of like a natural given that that's kind of like our vibe but I was like how can we make this still like like creative and and think outside the box a little bit more well the colors are so saturated yeah yeah yeah, it always has a great look cool overlays I like the ice yeah yeah that's that's so unique (laughs) yeah Uh, I was an extra in San Francisco a lot when I lived out there and there was a time when I was supposed to be pretending to do dialogue with someone in the background and they had pastries in front of us. And so I was talking and eating. And they're like, cut! The extra is eating the food props! Continuity, that lady! thing's made of styrofoam. Exactly. What's she doing? Don't touch the pastry. Don't touch the croissant. Do you guys have any outside interests and hobbies that you bring into the creativity of the band? 
Or is everybody one track mind sort of music I focused? Like, I do a lot of photo and video. Mm -hmm. um, way back in the day in the high school, I was, it was either a choice of going to school for music or for photography. I mean, I chose music, but it could, I don't know, could have easily been mm -hmm. photography, mm -hmm. but uh, I kept up with it. You know, that was in the days of the chemicals, if anybody remembers that with the oh, enlarger gosh, yeah. and the, yeah, and all the developing chemicals and uh, of course. The dark the, room. The, yeah. Dark times with the dark room. Yeah. Well, we've, <laughs> we've come up the digital stuff is obviously mm -hmm. uh, the, yes. the name of the game these days. So, uh, yeah, video, but mostly like you we'd said earlier, I'm just in my cave uh, practicing mostly these days. It's funny to hear you say that because what comes out is so vibrant and multi-layered and engaging that you wouldn't I wouldn't picture you that way. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes there's always a band member that has sometimes always there's a band right. member that has you know just a weird interest or hobby and it sort of influences either how they write music or where they tour or something interesting like that. Um I don't know. I I mean I don't really have any like weird hobbies um you're like, not a knitter you haven't picked no. up knitting <laughs> yeah. i try to paint my mom's a painter but i you She's know <laughs> i just do like stick shifts or not stick shifts stick was it stick, stick figures stick, stick figures. figures yeah i can't draw anything that's supposed to look real <laughs> not one bit and so you guys are going to be on with us in february uh, shaco right. sessions live tuesday night 7 30 i believe you are february 2nd I believe so. is mm -hmm. your day and so um you'll have an hour of music queued up for us so All that'll right. be such a treat i don't know if i've seen you guys get to play that long at anywhere i've seen you and this will be the first full band performance full band performance in what a year a year maybe probably oh, yeah but you get the camel back in february of 20 yeah it was Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we did some um, sessions. We, we played a couple of gigs during the summertime where it was just the two of us. Right, mm -hmm. right. Um, but uh, I guess not full band though. So this would be amazing. It would be fun. Well, where can people go for more information like your your Earl and your Twittergrams and your Facebooks? Yeah, it's um, we've got it on Facebook, Alice in the Reverie, Instagram, same. Um, we've got Bandcamp, uh, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, so all, all the good stuff. And Alice in the Reverie, I want to assume Alice is a nod to Alice in Wonderland, just because I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> That's That was my first tattoo, it's Alice in the Wonderland. Oh. Um, but how did you put the words together? Um, I really fell in love with the word reverie and just um, that whole just daydream, getting lost in a daydream. I was like, oh, this just fits like everything that I want to, you know, write or, you know, just the whole vibe of like the music that I want to do. And then we were just sitting around one day. I, were you there during band practice? I think it was like me, Casey, Evan. Um, maybe you were there. Maybe not. Maybe this is before you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a say in it. Pre, right. pre He's like, I hate this name. I didn't even know you guys. <laughs> um, but we were just sitting around one day and we're like, well, we can't be the reverie. Just because there's like other bands like in Sweden or oh. somewhere. It's got to be, you know, <laughs> someone else having that name. But um, Scandinavians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a song by WC called The Reverie. And it's just like one of my most favorite songs ever. It's just beautiful. It fits so well. Just yeah. having the definite article there. And it's just, it really works. Yeah. It's really nice. And Casey came up with um, Alice. as, as kind of like a nod to Alice mm -hmm. in Wonderland. So. Which the Reverie's there as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I get to see you, you in a few weeks. Thanks. And everybody needs to tune in, of course, to Chaco Sessions Live Tuesday, February 2nd, 7.30. Alice in the Reverie on Chaco Sessions Live. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like us, follow us, and subscribe to us on all the usual suspects. And also be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. to Shaco Sessions Live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. That's a wrap. This episode of This Room Sounds Great was recorded and mixed by Matthew Mixes.